All right, so if you have your Bibles, I want you to look at something with me today. I want you to pay attention with me today. This is going to be a good one today. Uh, Acts chapter 28, uh, I want to begin reading from verse 1. Amen. It says, and when they had been brought safely through, then we found out that the island was called Malta. The natives showed us extraordinary kindness. For because of the rain that had set in and because of the cold, they kindled a fire and received us all. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself to his hand. And when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they began saying to one another, undoubtedly, this man is a murderer. And though he has been saved from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. However, he shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. Verse 6, but they were expecting that he was about to swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they waited a long time and seen nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and began to say, he was a God. Amen. I want to talk about this morning breaking the cycle of superstitious thinking. I want to talk about this morning breaking the cycle of superstitious thinking. Let us have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for your promises. We ask for the forgiveness of our sins. I ask now that you would bless now the preaching of your word. Stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice, cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy. And Lord, I ask now that you would allow the word to go forth with clarity, with power that will transform lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Millions start their day by reading their horoscopes or playing a lottery number that they saw in a dream. Others carry what they believe to be a lucky charm, like a rabbit's foot, a four-leaf clover, or knock on wood for good luck. How about the belief that blowing out a candle on your birthday cake the first time, the first try, grants you a wish. These are all superstitions that most people live by. Carrying charms, wearing certain clothes, visiting places associated with good fortune, uh, preferring specific colors or using particular numbers are all elements of superstition. And although these behaviors and others 
can appeal uh, to people. And some people, they often affect their choices when doing things in life. How can we can turn anything into superstition, even church attendance and participation? If we show up on Sunday morning, if we join a ministry class, God will bless us. If we give, God will bless us. Amen. Uh, if we join church leadership, you know, uh, hey, I'm going to be blessed. I'm protected. When we read through our Bibles, we read about the gods like Baal and, and Moloch, and we often wonder why people could, how or why people could believe that such gods existed. But this, my brothers and sisters, was simply, or if you would, it's simply superstitious beliefs. The Egyptians worship almost anything that moves, including cats. They believe that uh, the cats were dogs. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Greeks continued with these beliefs, and they believe, amen, that the, that, that the moon was God, the sun was God, the rain was God. They believe gods were responsible for growing uh, and giving good seasons. Years later, even the Native American Indians were famous for their rain dancing. When, they were, when there was a drought, the Catholic Church claimed that the saints and the statues have power to act on behalf of the petition. When you think about it, all superstition beliefs rely on unseen forces. Hence, why many atheists and agnostics believe that all Christians are superstitious. Let me ask you a question. Why did you become a, a, a Christian? Why do you serve? Some say superstitions are based on fear and a need to gain a sense of control over random events in life. Superstition, if by definition... It's this, a belief or a practice results, resulting from ignorance, fear, and fear of the unknown. Trusting in magic or chance, a false conception of causation, an irrational abject attitude of the mind towards the supernatural nature and attitude towards God. A notion, amen, that's maintained despite having no evidence, amen, that it actually works. Superstition is also highly prevalent within sports, mascots and mantras, and we see superstition everywhere. You know, you wear your team jersey and that jersey that you don't wash ever, you know, and your team is going to win. Whenever I wear this jersey, they win. Whenever I wear this hat, whenever I wear this ring, whenever I hold this, whenever I rub that, the human tendency towards superstition is strong. Why? The question is why? We can all lean towards spiritualizing objects, behaviors, and beliefs, the crack mirror, Come on, somebody. The seven years of bad luck. 
We, if you, if you would, are superstitious people. And we have superstitious thinking. But I want to say this, if I want to say, if I'll say anything, that fear is the source of all superstition. We need something to protect us. We want something to protect us, but if God is not the one protecting you, then the question is, why are you still believing in everything else to protect you? Hello, somebody. The context of this passage is this. Paul is on his way to Rome. Amen. And today we want to talk about breaking the cycle of superstitious thinking. Paul is on his way to Rome to stand trial before the emperor. Uh, right before in chapter 27, he told them, let's not sail away right now, y'all. Why? Because it's not the right time. They rather listen to the sailor, the captain, than the preacher. <laughs> Lesson learned, they were shipwrecked. So throughout this, throughout chapter 27, they are heading out to Rome, but now in chapter 28, I'm trying to cut across the road because I got to get, get there, right? They didn't take the advice of, of Paul. They followed, watch this, they came to a point where the boat now is shipwrecked. They are, it's broken up, everybody's about to die, and now they are out here, and Paul is out here with these prisoners, criminals, 276 of them, amen, and they're trying to figure out if they're going to survive. Paul told them in chapter 27, he says, listen, no loss of life will be here today. Because God appeared to Paul and told Paul, Paul, you're going to be all right. Amen. But they didn't believe Paul. See, You see, oftentimes I believe that people don't pay attention to the preacher. They would rather pay attention to their charms, their, light their candles, and look at the meteorologists and, and all these other things that they rely on for information. My question to you is this. Who are you relying on for information? I'm talking about information that you know nothing about. Amen. But I want to tell you that God can be relied on. God can be relied on in, a, in any situation. If you need revelation, you got to go to the word of God that has inspiration. Are you with me? So they're shipwrecked now to an island. We'll go to verse 1 of chapter 28. It says, matter of fact, if you look at, uh, if you look at it, it says, and when they had been, when, when they had been brought safely, watch this now. When they had been brought safely through, uh, I'm sorry, when they had been, been brought safely through, then we found out that the island was Malta. Here we are. They are shipwrecked out here in the unknown. Now, let me explain to you what it means to be shipwrecked. It means that everything, including the boat, has been uh, damaged. They are out here floating around in the nowhere. Amen. Not knowing where they are, but God brought them what? Safely to an island called Malta. So if I were to say, Pastor, how do you break the cycle of superstitious thinking? First thing I would say is always remember God is sovereignly in control. God is what? Sovereignly in control. So, you know, it's easy when you are going through Amen. To rely on what? To rely, to rely on, on something. Are you with me? 
But oftentimes what I found out is that sometimes because we're so superstitious, we, do you know how many superstitious Christians we have who constantly say praise God, but they, they're leaning on their own understanding or whatever their superstitious beliefs are? Every time we go to Papa Do's, we argue. So we ain't going there no more. Every time we go to this place, every time you put that on, you know, and, and, and watch this, and, and watch it, especially when you find yourself in a predicament where you're shipwrecked in life, watch this, you got to remember this, whenever your safety is at, at whenever you feel like your safety is at, at, in the balance, you have to remind yourself that in anything that you go through, you have to keep this in your mind, that God is sovereignly in control. Amen. God sovereignly guided them to the island, to the island of Malta. The residents of that island spoke Punic, the language of cottage. Amen. It was raining. The temperature on Malta that time of the year was between 60 degrees but it could be colder after rain. Although Paul started the journey as a prisoner, a passenger, he ended up as the captain of the ship. I wish I had somebody. The ship was lost, but by the grace of God, Paul's presence saved these passengers. Can the Lord depend on you to sail by faith when you face the storms of life? Amen. Can he depend on you not to be superstitious, but to stand upon his word and say, I've tasted and see the Lord can do it for us. They could have died, all 276 of them. Yet God, by his grace and by association with Paul, because Paul had a mission to complete in Rome, watch this, Sometimes people are super people who are superstitious will try to use you like a charm. Amen. They see your blessings and they want to associate with you because you're blessed. Come on, somebody. You got to recognize that. Verse two says, and the natives, look what it says. The natives showed us extraordinary kindness for because of the rain they had set in and because of the coal, they kindled the fire and watched us receive us all. A couple of years ago, a young man went to a remote island where he was trying to go to witness to these young men, 18, 19 years old, tried to go out there to witness to these natives on this island, but they did not receive him at all. Matter of fact, they killed him. But can you imagine, remember, God is sovereignly in control. See, what happens with superstitious thinking is we're always thinking in fear. We have no faith. So you always remember God is sovereignly in control. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. These natives didn't have to receive them as he did all 276 of them. Remember, they're in chains. They are prisoners. Paul was the only innocent one there. Are you with me? So the next thing you have to remember is this. Always remember you have favor with God and man. Whenever you, whenever you find yourself leaning on your charm or your whatever you use to find comfort, some of you need to throw away some of that stuff. 
amen, that you have at your house, that you have on your keychain, amen. Watch this. You have the favor of God. They were natives. They didn't have to be kind to them. There are times when God will move on the heart of people, and many Christians don't recognize it, even unbelievers. If anyone shows you kindness when you are shipwrecked in life you, or in any circumstances, it is because you have the favor of God. It's because of that and that only. Because people don't have to be kind to you. The Bible says they showed them what? Extraordinary kindness. Do I have anybody? Superstitious thinking will, will, will superstitious thinking will feel like we've gotten over because Paul is with us. Remember, he's the only innocent one there. Can you imagine? These criminals wasn't thinking about oh God, they were thinking, man, because we with Paul, this is happening. Amen. Now watch this. Watch this. So you got to remember what? Remember, God is sovereign. He's sovereignly in control. Secondly, remember you have the favor of God, but look at verse 3. Verse 3 says, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, Paul was real helpful, wasn't he? Paul, Paul was a guy, man. Paul was a guy I admired so much. Paul, The apostle Paul was an amazing Christian. Amen. Watch this. He gathered a bundle of sticks. Here he is. He's the one that told them, don't go out there. Stay here. Let's roll. We're rolling together, right? Watch this now. He says that when he gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper, not a snake, but a viper. It's a snake. But what I'm saying is it could have been a little garden snake. But no, the Bible says it was a viper, a poisonous snake, came out because of the heat. Tell your neighbor, Tell your neighbor, snakes come out when they get hot. Amen. That's the time they come out. You understand? Watch it. And it fastened itself on his hand. So, so the third thing is, remember this. Somebody needs to write this down, okay? Now, let me just paint the picture real quick. From, from the storm to shipwreck to snake bitten. Couldn't someone else gather the wood? Am I not going to Rome for Jesus? Am I not on a, on a mission in ministry? Haven't I not given my life to Jesus? God, haven't I not been serving you? What the world is going on? I'm shipwrecked. I'm in a storm. I'm on an island. I don't know where I'm at. Watch this. And now I'm snake bitten. Tell your neighbor, always remember, you're blessed, not lucky. Write that down. You're blessed and not lucky. What I see in this text is the blessings of God. Amen. Blessing does not only come in money. When the enemy bites you and you survive, you got to tell him, I'm blessed, I'm not lucky. Though Paul suffered he was able to share the gospel. Watch this. He was able to share the gospel with the prisoner. He had already been through enough suffering. When Satan can't win as a lion, then he comes as a serpent. 
And I want to help somebody to let you know that even if he shows up as a serpent and he bites you, you and you survive, you're not lucky, you're blessed. The superstitious thinker will say, my luck is bad. I done been bitten. I done been beaten. Come on, somebody. I done been shipwrecked. What else can happen to me? You know, you know how we play that game. The heat will always bring the snake out, but you got to remember something that you're always blessed. As a child of God, you're blessed coming in, you're blessed going out, you're blessed till the day you die. Why? Because you belong to God. It's time for you to throw away some of that stuff that John the Conqueror root and all that other stuff you got hidden in your house. Throw away that stuff. Because you're blessed. You don't need no Torah card. You don't need no magic. You don't need no uh, uh, shifting and, and, and reading and, and the law of attraction and all this other stuff. What you need to know is that you're blessed, not lucky. Verse 4. Look at verse 4. And when the, when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they began to say to one another, undoubtedly, this man right here, <laughs> guess what? He's a murderer. Amen. Just like Job's friends. When, when Job's friends looked at his outward appearance, they're like, man, he didn't sin. He didn't did something. He's living in sin. Don't look at a person's outward situation to judge them. You with me? He says, undoubtedly, this man is a murderer. And remember, this, these natives were superstitious people. So what they thought, amen, is that justice was, justice did not allow him to live. The local Roman culture personified justice. People often attributed survival at sea as, divine, as a divine favor from, from the gods. And the one who escapes shipwreck only to die another way, amen, that they were cursed by the gods. And that's what they thought about Paul. So here's my next point. You ready? Always remember who you are now in Christ. Listen, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying to you. Just because you gave your life to Jesus doesn't mean you're not going to be bitten. That means you're going not going to be judged. That means you're going to lose things. That means that trials are not going to come to you. doesn't mean circumstance. That means bad things are not going to happen to you. And people are going to judge you from the outside. But you got to be sure of who you are on the inside. Are you following me today? You see, it's easy to judge a person on what's happening on the outside. It's easy to forget, though, when you're going through who you are. And your life is not looking like you think it should be. People will judge you based on what's happening. They may even think you deserve what you got. As long as you remember who you are, your identity is important, but you have to remember. Don't let people or superstition define you. Because watch this. You, you could start thinking like when bad things happen, oh, everything happened in threes. I used to say that. Everything happened in threes. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it's going to come. After we witness, after we go out and witness, right? Oh, get ready. The devil's coming. The devil's coming. 
and he does come. But guess what? It, it should not be our way of thinking. See, we have to break that cycle of superstitious thinking, saints. So you sovereign, you know that God is sovereign in control. You know that you have the favor with God and man. You are blessed, not lucky. Watch this. You got to remember who you are now in Christ. But watch this. Look at verse five. It says, however, he shook the creature off into the fire. Watch this. And suffered no harm. Now, this is going to bless you. This is going to bless you. You ready for this? This is going to bless you. In Mark 16, 18, it says that one of the signs that accompanied for that dispensation, that means time, that they that receive Christ will drink poison, pick up serpents. Uh-huh. 16, 18 says they will pick up serpent, and if they drink deadly poison, it will not harm them. So write this down. Write this down real quick. Next point. Always remember God will keep his promise and protect you. You see, why didn't Paul die? Because of the promise made in Mark 16, 18, which was fulfilled in Acts 28, 5. This promise was made way before Paul was a Christian. Now it has been fulfilled. There is no need for this today, but the principle of the promise still stands that God is faithful to his promises. Don't you go pick it up, no snake. They're going to bite you. You're going to die. Amen. You, watch this. You have met some snakes and some cobras and some vipers in your life before, and they bit you and they tried to kill you. But guess what? You're still standing, baby. And you got to remind yourself that when they thought they were that they were going to kill you, God's promise showed up for you. When God saved you, he saved you and he gave you his promise. Are you with me? Are you with me? Verse six, verse six, watch this, verse six. It says, but they were expecting. See, their expectation, watch this, was this because they were superstitious. They thought justice got him because he was a murderer. Are you with me? And people will judge you like that based on what's happening. Look at him. He, he losing everything. Things are going bad for him. Oh, my gosh. I'm staying. No, nah, don't you come to my house. You curse with a curse. Uh-uh. I ain't doing that. This is how people think, y'all. But verse 6 says this. But when they were expecting that he was about to swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they had waited a long time. Tell your neighbor a long time. And I'd see nothing unusual happen to him. What did what the Bible say? The Bible said they changed their minds and began to say, huh, that he was a God. They said what? That he was a God. Both Jews and Gentiles thought that persons who were exceptionally close to God, amen, or gods might experience special protection. The Gentiles sometimes deified such people, making them little g-gods. You see, don't let people promote you 
pump you up and put you on a pedestal, fill you with false ideas of yourself because you are enjoying the blessings of God. So pastor, what's the last point? Give it to me. Always remember, you ready? To give the glory to God. Don't make me your God. Don't make anybody else your God. See, here's the thing. Here's, here's what can happen. When you're saved, there are seasons of suffering and there are seasons of success. And what we have to remind ourselves of is that there are churches today where the, the whole church is full of people who believe in charms, rabbit foots, uh, lucky numbers, church buildings, mascots, mantras, karma, the law of attraction, the universe, the ring, the cross, the chain, and anything created, they give it credit for their blessing. I, I saw a documentary where this billionaire said that wherever he reads in the Bible, God says that you're going to be successful. That's a lie. That's a man who don't understand his Bible. My last point today is that you got to give God glory when you make it through. Amen. Those shipwreck moments, those snake-bitten moments in life, when, when the enemy seems like he's trying to destroy you, when you go to lead to your own understanding and you go back to picking up your old ways of superstitious, superstition. Why are millennials ditching religion for witchcraft and astrology? The interest in spirituality has become a, has become a booming business in these last years here. While interest in religion plummets, especially among, among millennials, more than half of young adults in the U.S. believe in astrology and science. The psychic service industry, which includes astrology, is a billion-dollar business. And the majority of Americans now believe it is not necessary to believe in God. They want to know the unknown. They don't see good examples in Christians, so they found another source. But may I close with saying this? Fear is the main source of superstition. And one of the main sources of cruelty. To conquer fear you ready for this? You have to break the cycle of superstitious thinking. I encourage you today to pay attention to your pattern of thinking. Amen. We have all been caught up at some point in some form of superstitious thinking. And I encourage you today, if you want to break the cycle, Apply the points I just gave you. Remember who you are. Amen. Remember you're blessed, not lucky. Luck has nothing to do with the believer. You're blessed. 
And if that's you today, you say, Pastor, you know what? I have been caught up or have had been caught up. Maybe you don't know that you're, you're a superstitious thinker, but you are. Amen. You don't split the pole. Next week, I'll deal with all that. Amen. Uh, you, 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 you do certain things. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. certain things your mama told you don't do, you're still doing it. Amen. You put your teeth under your pillow, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, you, you, you just, you, you, you're just full of superstitious, superstition. Amen. You wear certain jewelry because it makes it protect. You feel like it protects you. The cross, the cross on Calvary protects you. The cross, the cross around your neck ain't doing that. That's fashion. That's fashion. The Christ that was, was on that cross is the one that saved you. And so today, if you need prayer, Pastor, pray for me. Amen. Pray for me today. Pray that I can get over this superstitious thinking. If you need prayer, amen. Uh, I want to pray for you. You, you, you. We only got a few minutes, so so let me know if you need prayer. Don't, don't hesitate. You, you, yeah, just... Type it, and we'll pray for you. Amen. And uh, and hopefully, amen, we will be delivered from this. I call it, I call it this. You know what I call it? I call it a stronghold. Pay attention to how you think. The truth be told. People come to church because they think it's a charm. You know, like, I've been doing this since I've been little. This is what I do. They've been treating the church like a lucky charm. Amen. But if you're here and you want to be delivered, I want to pray for you. All right, we're going to pray for the James family. We're going to pray for um, Sister Hill. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? A lot of us grew up. I grew up super superstitious. I want to tell you, when I got saved, talk about superstition. But I want to, I declare today, I want to tell you something. I've been set free. And here's one thing that helped me. Because I was very, very superstitious. Grew up in that culture. Grew up in with that mindset. But let me tell you how the Lord said, how the Lord delivered me. I understood who I was in Christ. I was, a, I'm a new creature in Christ. And I realized that no matter what, when Satan, listen, remember what I said. It, it, it will happen to you. Matter of fact, it will happen to you. Why will it happen to me, Pastor? Why? Because you're a Christian. Why did it happen to Paul? I mean, think about it, right? Shipwrecked, stranded, beaten, in chains, and then he's counted as a prisoner, a criminal. And then the snake bite him. Seriously? You would think this brother got bad luck. But it was all part of the package. It made him better. It made him stronger. Stop thinking that every time something bad happened to you is the devil. 
It's a test to make you better.